Welcome back to the My Sister Knows Why podcast. This week, we're talking about COVID. Again. And the vaccine. Again. <laughs> Let's feed your brain. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. My name's Anne. My name is Claude. And uh, this is the My Sister Knows Why podcast. Episode 27. If you yes. haven't listened to the first 26, you should probably go do Get that. Get on that. <laughs> um, so remember a couple weeks ago when I talked about vaccines? Yeah, I do. It's very informative. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the COVID-19 vaccine. Let's get right into it because there are some concerns that people have. Are there? I did not know that. Well, just, just like kidding. as a whole, there's there a couple people have a couple concerns. Okay. So, I compiled a list of questions that, you know, I thought some people might have and that you probably have. Probably. And I answered them. Sounds good. What's the first question? What is the difference between the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines and how do they work? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out both vaccines are mRNA uh, vaccines that require two doses. Got it. Do you know what that means? I don't know what the acronym M was for. mRNA. So mRNA stands for messenger RNA and RNA is a single strand, whereas DNA is a double strand. Oh, I know what DNA is. Yes. Yeah, so which it basically means that they like i'm gonna explain mrna vaccines we kind of touched upon them they're the like ones that make a specific part of the virus right yeah mm -hmm. so actually the moderna vaccine has a larger dose of the actual like active ingredients in the vaccine mm -hmm. and it's almost three times as much as the pfizer one. Oh, but that's a lot we're seeing now like obviously it's very new but mm -hmm. right now we're seeing that they kind of are having the same effect so even though moderna has more of the actual like vaccine in its dose yeah. it doesn't seem to be doing like giving you better immunity from your first dose to your booster oh okay mm -hmm. so mrna vaccines are actually a more recently developed type of vaccine that we sort of covered in our the first vaccine episode so it basically gives instructions on how to make a specific part of the virus so in this case it's called the spike protein and it, that is made once you have the shot injected into your arm once the protein is actually made, it's displayed on the cell surface and our immune system recognizes that it shouldn't really be there and starts to build the antibodies for it. And thus our body starts to be able to recognize the COVID-19 vaccine. Makes sense? Yes. So also, I I guess I'll do my sources now. I, we list, I, we, <laughs> together. Yes. I listened to a really good podcast from the This Podcast Will Kill You on the Exactly Right Network. It's a, actually a really good podcast, um, but it went through um, almost all of these questions as well. And they got their information. They did an interview with an um, epidemiologist from the University of Toronto. What's so Canada. an epidemiologist? An epidemiologist is someone who studies um, like diseases and oh. the... Yeah, like epidemic. I was going to say, that, yeah, that makes sense. And like how transmission and stuff. Yeah, things like that. So the person they interviewed was Maria Sund Sundaram, um, and they're an infectious disease epidemiologist yeah. at the University of Toronto. So they know what they're talking about, is, yes. is what I'm hearing. Very reputable. Got it. 
this person could tell me anything, I'd be like, yes. Yes, I believe that you 100%. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's the mRNA vaccine. How it works. It's just giving the instructions. It's like a little IKEA instructions the way she described it. Yeah. Um, but there's also a third vaccine that, or like third company. Have you heard of like the Oxford vaccine? I haven't. They partnered with um, a company called AstraZeneca. And oh. their vaccine works a little bit differently. It's also newer. The Pfizer one was the first one to come out. Yes. Then Moderna, or approved. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> then the Oxford one came out. So this vaccine um, it uses a non-replicating viral vector. Okay. So what that means is they ha- they're having another virus actually create the spike protein in your body. Oh. Yep. So, so they're not using... They're not just giving the instructions on the RNA. They're actually using a di- another virus to um, transmit the spike into your body, the protein spike into your body, and then that is how it's recognized. Oh. Yeah. So non-replicating means that the virus that they're using, it's called an adenovirus, mm-hmm. um, which is also another kind of respiratory virus. Oh, okay. Um, it's found, they're using the chimpanzee version. Oh. Yeah. So basically, adenoviruses or denoviruses, I don't know, are pretty much non-harmful to us. They don't cause any discomfort. They're kind of just there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what they're doing is they're engineering this adenovirus so that it doesn't replicate in your body, right? Non-replicating mm-hmm. viral, which means it's a virus. And that's the way they're getting the spike protein into your body to be read by the antibodies or to be read by your immune system to create the antibodies against the COVID-19 virus yeah so they're just using they're just using a different way of getting that spike protein into your body body. to be recognized by the immune system that oh this shouldn't be there and then they start creating the antibodies but either way it's getting into your body to create the antibodies Mm -hmm. against yeah so once once the adenovirus is in your body it can't replicate itself Mm -hmm. so it's just that one but it gets the spike protein in there so there's like oh the spike protein shouldn't really be there and the body's like oh okay i gotta get rid of that oh yeah okay so since the adenovirus or the um non what was it non-replicating viral vector (laughs) vaccine um since it doesn't use rna which is pretty fragile it actually uses dna um, it doesn't have to be frozen, which I, which was oh, a big thing is some yeah. things have to, or the Pfizer and the Moderna one had to be properly stored. So, um, people were like, oh, how are we going to store this? How yeah. are pharmacies going to have it? So if this vaccine really takes off, it might like solve that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the third one. We're really going to focus on the first two though, because there's more information on it. Yeah. Um, I feel like I read something or like saw like a headline of something because I don't actually read um of i don't even know what company it was but they're trying to make a vaccine that where you only need one dosage would that be possible for this do you know i don't know the reason there there's two doses is because the first dose um you're still building up the immunity so you're getting a booster for your second mm-hmm. one basically so i don't know if you can speed up that process with this specific virus uh, i think they're still trying to figure that out mm-hmm. because obviously one dose would be better for everyone yeah. less work less vaccine easier for people to get it you get one and you get done yeah but obviously that they're not there right now and i don't mm-hmm. know if that's even possible so yeah. i think more research has to be done 
into whether that can actually happen. I know I was <laughs> I was at the dentist and I was watching the news and this one politician was saying like, oh, if Health Canada can look into if they can get a one dose virus poss- or one dose vaccine possibly, like that would be good. And I was like thinking like if it can't be yeah, done, it- then it can't be done. <laughs> Obviously, they're trying to go for the best choice. Like, they're not just like, oh, yeah, we could do one, but we're going to do, do two, two instead. Yeah. Like, if it's possible, they're going to do it. Yeah. So, but who knows? <laughs> Thanks, politician guy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know who it was. Um, okay. So, what are the side effects, right? Like, why, what's up with people reporting these really bad reactions? Have you seen things in the news of, like, person dies after getting COVID-19 vaccine? Not specifically, but I believe it. Yeah. So, the side effects being reported are common vaccine side effects um such as soreness at the site of infection uh, <laughs> soreness at the site of infection <laughs> soreness at the site of injection um fatigue itching numbness and nausea so those are the common side effects that people are getting you would get this even with your flu shot right yeah so but people have also been reporting anaphylaxis which is a severe allergic reaction check out episode nine for more information on allergies oh very good <laughs> Um, and hives at the site, which is like really, it's like a rash and it's really itchy um, yeah. and it goes along with uh, an allergic reaction. And this tends to be the more adverse reactions that people are having. So some people have had to be hospitalized um, after having these reactions, um, but everyone has pretty much made a full recovery. I was going to say, because can't you have a reaction to any vaccine? Like if you're just allergic if you're allergic to, to an ingredient in it, yeah. in it, then yes, you will have a reaction. It's really the job of your healthcare practitioner or whoever's screening you to get the vaccine to like ask you your allergy history. Yeah. If you have a known allergy and they know it's in the vaccine, then obviously they're going to say like, oh, you can't get this one. Mm-hmm. Because that's, yeah, that's with any vaccine. It's not just the corona, like COVID-19 vaccine that's like no yeah like it, it could causing, be the flu vaccine yeah. it could be mmr it could really be anything and some people don't know that they're allergic to something in a vaccine yeah. so maybe they have this reaction they're like okay well next time now i know that yeah they're they could have a reaction to a vaccine before um and obviously people are going to be hospitalized because anaphylaxis can be really like threatening and fatal potentially if you're not if it's not treated properly mm-hmm. Um, so I've also seen headlines of people fainting after getting the vaccine, but this was related to an allergic reaction. Oh, okay. So, so again. Even, yeah, and even, like, it could be, like, fear of needles. Like, you can faint after getting yeah. a vaccine if you're, like, really scared and stuff. Ultimately, the benefits are going to outweigh the risks of getting the vaccine. So, yes, you might have some of these side effects, like, really sore arm after, fatigue. Yeah. But it's really worth it to not get coronavirus where you're going to be potentially in a hospital with a ventilator. Yeah, exactly. I remember when we got our flu um, flu shots that my arm hurt so much the day after. Yeah, or like shots the hurt. day of. The, when I got my HPV vaccine, those are one. that's one of the m- more painful vaccines. Yeah. I don't know what they shoot up in you. <laughs> but my arm was sore for like a couple days after, yeah. like my whole arm. Yeah. And I was just, I was completely... I'm sure you remember. I was complaining the whole time. Yeah, but it's like... This is silly. Why does my arm hurt? It's worth it to not get sick. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Okay, so you might be thinking, these vaccines... Okay, it's great that they're out, right? (laughs) 
but they were pushed out so fast yeah how come they came out so like, fast Ange? were they how rushed do, how do we know they're safe yeah right <laughs> okay so you're right these vaccines were pushed out to the general public general public in a record amount of time mm-hmm. um but this is because we like as a society realized how important it is to try to control this pandemic yeah we needed it and get us back to normal quote unquote so a lot of time money political interests Mm -hmm. um, and effort went into trying to develop a safe and effective vaccine so pretty much everything else has been put on hold to try to get the these vaccines out yeah um and get them you know going so that we can Mm -hmm. you know vaccinate the whole population well most of the population um so titillating tidbit time here we go titillating tidbit lovely so right now there are 78 vaccine candidates there's been 202 vaccine trials and there's currently 11 approved vaccines in the world ah yes so there's actually a cool website called COVID-19 Vaccine Tracker that is keeping track of all the vaccines around the world, um, which is pretty cool. So you can check it out if you just Google COVID-19 Vaccine Tracker. You can uh, search by country and see like which country is using which vaccine. So there's actually 11 approved right now. So in North America, there's the three that are floating around. Yeah. But uh, yeah, different companies around the world are doing wow, different things. Wow, that's pretty cool that there's there's a lot out there yeah there is which is really exciting and like there's 78 this is as of i think the website was like january 15th or something Mm -hmm. so So recent recent but but still like things are coming out there could be a hundred vaccine candidates Mm -hmm. by the time and not by this comes out but (laughs) um explain what a vaccine candidate is so it just means companies that are um creating oh, a vaccine okay. yeah that makes so sense. like there's 78 potential vaccines out there like mm-hmm. they're in clinical trials yeah. they're being tested they have to be approved um there's been 202 vaccine trials so 202 um i'm assuming large mostly or hopefully large-scale <laughs> trials yeah. of people trying these vaccines and there's been 11 actual approved vaccines which is great Okay, so back to, like, are these safe? Hello? Yeah. Because they were rushed. Because they were rushed. Yeah. So the companies that make the vaccines, like Moderna and Pfizer, Mm -hmm. have to go through three phases of clinical trials before they get approval for the vaccine that they produce. Yeah. And approval in the U.S. is done by the FDA. Approval in Canada is done by Health Canada. Mm -hmm. So obviously it varies from country to country, but they're pretty much going through the same thing. So in phase one, it's the preclinical trials. So they're trying to determine if this is something that could potentially hurt humans. Um, They're using a very small clinical population. Mm -hmm. It's in the very early stages. And as the testing and phases continue, more and more people are included in the trials to determine the efficiency. Nope. To determine the (laughs) efficacy of the vaccine. The efficacy, which is like there's efficacy and effectiveness. Is it efficacy? No, efficacy. Efficacy. E- <laughs> spell it E-F-F-I-C-A-C-Y. Got it. So efficacy is how it works in a clinical trial. Yeah. Effectiveness is how it works in the actual real world. Mm-hmm. So when you hear it has 95% efficacy, it's working in the clinical oh, trials, yeah. but okay, it might yeah. only have like 90% of effectiveness yeah. in the real world because obviously different, different factors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this process, the like clinical trials and phases, mm-hmm. can actually take 10 to 15 years Dang. to complete. So why is that? Because they have to go through very rigorous testing, oh. um, make sure it's safe. They have to make sure 
if it's a drug, they have to make sure that the drug that they're producing and want to release is better than the current treatments that are out there. Oh, okay. Because right? then it would just be pointless, right? Otherwise, we'd have like 70 different medications yeah. for one disease and that wouldn't be efficient, right? Mm-hmm. So it takes a long time for vaccines and medications to be approved because we want the right approval. We have to get you know paperwork done. You have to get people to volunteer for trials. Yeah. That takes a while. Um, but with the pandemic, no one's doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and this is really important. So they have really fast tracked this um, process. Yeah. But not by skipping steps. All the steps are still there. They're just focusing. Everyone is focusing on the COVID-19 like vaccine. vaccine. Yeah. So this is what they're doing. And even though they were pushed out fast, the companies still have to get approved. Uh, get approval they have to get approval and meet safety requirements by the government and health canada yeah in order to like allow that vaccine to go out to the general public yeah it didn't matter that we needed it as soon as possible it, they right. still had to go through yeah. everything to... and if you think about it the companies that are making these vaccines there's a lot on stake for them like yeah there's a lot on stake. <laughs> I go for a steak. There's a lot at stake for them because if you think about it, like there's right now we know of three companies right now that are producing this vaccine for almost all of North America. Yeah. Yeah. So if they skip steps and aren't getting their approval right away, that's like bad for them. Mm -hmm. So it's in their best interest to follow all the safety steps to get their vaccine out the quickest to make that money, but also, like, keep our population yeah. safe. And I know Pfizer, I'm sure Moderna, too, they're, like, well-known in the vaccine Yeah, industry. it's a big company. So if they if they screwed up now... It would it, really... It wouldn't... Screw up their company. And their reputation. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's in the best interest for them and as us. If it came out after, like, oh, they skipped these steps just so that they could get out faster, like, no one no would... Gonna, yeah. No one would want to do business with them anymore. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> You never know. Yeah. <laughs> but so really it's in their best interest to get their vaccine out safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and Health Canada is some an uh, organization you can like trust because yeah. they're like if you think about anything that you've medical that you've gotten in the past like it's probably been approved by Health Canada. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. So if Health Canada is saying that this is okay, then it is good. Um, and also, testing on vaccines doesn't stop once the clinical trials are over. So after the clinical trials happen and the vaccine is being rolled out to our population, they do safety assessments um, and continue to collect data in order to make sure that this vaccine is still safe for Canadians. So how long is this vaccine going to be effective? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Just kidding. We just don't know because it's been a short time. Yeah. And we still need to do long-term research on this. Yes. Um, and But what the research has been saying so far is that immunity from the vaccine will last a few months at least. That's Which good. is great because that'll help slow down the transmission. Yeah. Right? And kind of get it under control. Get our cases under control until more vaccines can be produced like mm-hmm. maybe we'll have to get another booster halfway through the year we don't know yet but hopefully the it'll be like a flu shot and it'll be once a year kind mm-hmm. of thing um people who have gotten actual covid infections they're still doing research on their immunity as well so right now i've heard um reports like headlines of it's around six months but we still are looking into that and doing research so we just yeah. don't know yet and i remember watching i was watching the news and there was a story about how there's still a lot of people who have 
long-term effects yeah that are still being like like research treated we don't know the long-term effects that Mm -hmm. covid has on your respiratory system your body in general like i've heard of people not getting their smell or taste back after they've had covid which really sucks yeah um so yeah and we just don't know how it's going to be long term so we have to do more research into Mm this (laughs) which is why it's important to be safe wash your hands yeah do social distancing wear a mask Mm -hmm. be patient follow the stay at home order you know you don't want to get this infection it's just not worth it yeah okay so speaking of masks um do you still have to wear a mask after getting vaccinated i would assume yes yeah please keep your mask on just please keep your mask on forever (laughs) um so remember that this vaccine is two doses so there's a chance you could contract it between your first dose and your second dose and if you contract it it means that you can also spread it Mm -hmm. so and we've talked about being asymptomatic before so you might have it and not know it and start spreading it um also even after you get your second dose you still have to have like allow time to build up your immunity and get the maximum amount of antibodies that you can after your second shot oh yeah which is actually really similar to other vaccines such as the flu shot where it actually takes almost two weeks to get max immunity after you have it you get your shot Mm -hmm. which i didn't know yeah, I didn't know that either. I was like, flu shot, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Good. But yeah. it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, you have to build up that immunity. Um, according to the research, it can take up to five weeks to build up full immunity after the second dose. Oh, yeah. that's a long so time. So you want to make sure that you're still being safe afterwards mm-hmm. and, you know, protecting the people around you. Also, I feel like just for other people's sake, like once you are yeah. fully vaccinated, that if you if you're not wearing a mask in public i'm not going to feel safe around you yeah also because of the way the vaccine works right it's injected into your arm which goes into your blood Mm -hmm. but we know that covid19 is transmitted through our mucous membranes right so do you see the disconnect blood mucous membranes they're not the same thing so we aren't sure how the vaccine is going to work on these mucous membranes we're not quite sure yet. So there is a chance that you could host the virus okay. in your mucous membranes, um, but it's not affecting you because of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But it could just be there, which gives you the opportunity to spread the virus. So stuff, if you're in yeah. a store not wearing a mask, you wipe your nose and then you touch something. I touch everything. And then someone else touches it and then touches their face. Like it, you could give COVID to someone, yeah. which sucks. So still wear your masks. Um, yeah, you just want to make sure you're keeping the people around you safe. Think sound. about the others. Think about the children. And the parents and the grandparents. And, and the pregnant ladies. And the teenagers. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay, so you might be thinking again. I'm always thinking. You're always thinking. This. What if I've had a previous COVID-19 infection, right? I'm good, right? Yeah. I don't need to get vaccinated. No. Natural immunity. No. Incorrect. You should definitely still get vaccinated. Um, it's been shown that if you have a previous COVID-19 infection that you do have those antibodies that recognize the virus for at least a couple of months like we've said but if you got an infection last March which is almost a year ago now who knows if you still have those antibodies yeah we just don't know because we haven't done long-term research on this and it's like just be rather be safe than sorry you know you don't want to have to go through that process again exactly imagine getting COVID and then getting it again getting it again (laughs) which I'm sure people have already yeah but still don't don't put yourself through that yeah um and like i said before as even if you have those antibodies to keep you safe 
we aren't sure how long people shed the virus. So that would be it hosting oh. it in your mucous membranes. Mm -hmm. So even if you've recovered physically, you could still be giving it to other people and you just don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's better to get a vaccine just to keep those antibodies good and to protect other people and still wear your mask, right? Yeah. So you, you might be thinking, uh, you might be thinking, no, you're not. Have you seen the headlines of the new variant in the UK? I have. And South and Africa. Yeah, I have. Which is kind of scary. A little scary. What's, variant. what is it? What, what, uh, what? So does the vaccine protect against them? Yeah. Yes. Oh. So, but I'll explain. So this information I got from a Twitter thread from a professor of microbiology um, shout out to our sister for sending that to me. Jillian, thank you. Thank you. Um, who broke down this the more recent research so I didn't have to read the actual papers. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Um, and they are a professor, so I trust them. So basically, the mutations um, seen to the virus in the UK and South African variant, we do see a loss of some of those neutralizing antibodies, which pretty much bind to the virus to block the infection. So oh. with the variants, we see that the and some antibodies aren't working against it mm -hmm. but from the like if you had the vaccine yeah but you still have in comparison a large number of antibodies that are going to be there to protect you against the infection oh, so you okay. are losing a little bit of protection with this variant for even like if you've received the vaccine mm -hmm. but you still have a good number of antibodies left that can help neutralize the infection and make sure that like you're getting that protection so okay. i wouldn't be worried that like oh this vaccine isn't working it's against useless because yeah the variant yeah. because it is um but like take every like take everything we're saying with a grain of salt take yeah. all the data and the research because it's so new like yeah. we've said we're still figuring out you know like what it's going on with the the variants mm -hmm. and they could mutate again just mm -hmm. as it mutated in the first place um some in the research paper some data was missing that the guy actually mentioned um and there's still a lot to be learned from the variants yeah so as of what day is it today we're recording on wednesday january 27th so as of today um, this is the information that we have, yeah. but it's always like, it could it's change changing. in the next two days when we actually yeah. release the episode. So, you know, it like take everything with a grain of salt, but don't be, don't get sucked into like the fear of yeah. it's getting worse. It's never going to get better because it is like, it's, we're, we have a vaccine. We're on top of it. Like, um, just think when we were in April and we're like, last we have no vaccine. Everyone's yeah. at home, complete lockdown. The world's breaking down. Yeah. Like now we have a vaccine. Things yeah. are going to get better. So don't be afraid of the new variant in terms of vac the vaccine, because right now it's looking like the vaccine will still provide protection. Mm -hmm. But And you I'm know. sure right now they're developing more I'm, vaccines that yeah. involve those variants as yeah, well. For sure. And it could, it, you know, COVID could end up being like the flu where there's a new strain every year and yeah. we're just kind of guessing like what's the string not guessing <laughs> approximating <laughs> um yeah so when do you think we're getting a vaccine um i i've heard like september or august yeah pretty much so claude and i are in the like 18 to 20 i don't know 25 26 something yeah. like that yeah non-important people no so podcaster <laughs> podcasters like suck <laughs> so for our age group it's looking like august at the earliest okay which is like not gonna happen and uh before you finish i've heard that 
because there have been shipment delays of yeah. shipment delays that it might it be could pushed be even back later even more, yeah yeah so august at the earliest so more realistically september oops <laughs> I didn't hit the mark september or october um all the high risk populations are going to be done first in our front line so doctors nurses whatever uh, and then paramedics paramedics oh, apparently are essential <laughs> um and essential workers will be getting the vaccine first and then it's rolling out to other populations the like second phase is 80 year olds and older who aren't in long-term care yeah um and then it's going to go in five-year increments from there oh okay. and they think that's going to be from like uh what did i read like april to june or something mm-hmm. And then from there, they'll keep going down. Yeah. Um, still hitting those essential workers, but, you know, trying to get most, most of the population done. Yeah. And like you said, with shipment delays from Pfizer, there probably will be delays. But, you know, the Canadian government did make a deal with them. So hopefully they come yeah. through. I think we'll get enough. It's just when we'll get it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it really sounds like the government, you know, has ordered or like has a contract for a, a good amount of doses. Yeah. I think what it was I like 20 was like, million. Yeah. Like it was f- every citizen could get four for the doses or something. Oh, really? Yeah. That know. that might be false, but I don't know where you're pulling that from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So either way, they have a lot. There yeah. should things are, it's yeah. just when, when we're gonna get them mm-hmm. and who knows by august there could be six approved vaccines that yeah, are in that's widespread true. use you know mm-hmm. you just don't know so hopefully soon but until then keep washing your hands wearing a mask physical distancing stay at home follow your lockdown only, orders yeah only go out for essential things yeah so be safe at work if you have to work that's that other than the this podcast will kill you podcast yes i got information from who again um cdc was a big one the ontario website for ontario vaccine information um the canadian website for vaccine the adverse reactions um and the cdc like i said was for the mrna like how they work yeah yeah so all reputable sources wow trust you your scientists google it again if you want yeah um but there's really actually there's really good information on the internet in layman's terms so a layman is, is you. I was going to say me. That's me in Claudia terms. If you search like COVID-19 vaccine, the first thing that should pop up is like Ontario.ca. What if you need to know Ontario. about. Yeah. If you're <laughs> That's true. I guess we do have some <laughs> listeners not in Ontario, but I'm sure like Google's good at putting yeah. those things first. I was actually, I was learning about that today oh. in my search engine marketing class. Oh. So, what we order should do they an episode on if Google is actually stealing our information. Uh okay yes the answer is yes <laughs> episode done yeah. i will nor confirm nor deny i will not confirm nor deny you just don't know the answer no i don't okay well that's that for the covid19 vaccine wow yeah i mean this isn't all the information either and, and you can go more in depth but this is a good place to start start at our podcast and then branch out. and then branch off and extend uh into other sources <laughs> what are we talking about next week i don't know i'm gonna check that right now just figured it out we're gonna talk about time zones Ooh, i don't get time zones. neither do i guess we're gonna figure it out <laughs> we shall research well i'm not researching i i shall research yeah uh hope you guys enjoyed hope yeah. it was very informative keep up to date with us on instagram at my sister knows why no spaces no nothing it's only been 27 episodes squad uh um follow us on all the podcast platforms 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, Don't Google time zones. Don't Google time zones. That's my job. Come back next week and you'll figure out what it means. You got it. Okay. Well, if you didn't know. Now you know. All right. Goodbye. Adios. Do you have anything funny to say for the end? Millie is a monster. Okay. <laughs>